What's up, and welcome to episode 118 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd hey, and Brett freaks. Wiley. What's up? Hey. Hey, real quick, we got one new patron this week, Dean. I'm not even going to say his last name because it sounds like a swear word, I think. Say it. Fyock. Uh-huh. FY. I won't, I won't say how to spell it, but it, 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 if you say it, qu- it. if you, I, yeah, if you say it quick, it might might have to bleep it. But thanks for well, coming. He's gonna have to send us a pronunciation yeah. of it. In, in none of you guys have Facebook? none of you guys have easy to pronounce last names. No, what's with you guys? That's so, okay. All right. Well, thanks for becoming a patron, Dean. Um, if you guys want to become patrons, head on over patreon.com forward slash ho scale customs. So, um, so. Let's jump into this week's topic. I did not put a topic. I did not put a call out for questions this week, but I have a topic that was posted by Jake Johnson that a bunch of you chimed in on, anyways, from the week that we're going to use as this week's main right. topic or part of it. So cool. Yeah, and we have another one we were talking about. So let's do the one you were talking about first. What what, what was I talking about first? I got a bullhorn. Oh, go for it. Well, I noticed that one of our patrons and um, one of uh, our former guests are um, well. That one of our patrons now has a a model named after him. Oh yeah! And uh, let me pull that up here. Let's go to uh, Foggy Mountain Models. Foggy Mountain Models, which uh, I love uh, their stuff. Um, they have. Um, yeah, I'm trying to type it in here. <laughs> Should have prepared. I would have been prepared, but all right. And he's got a new one um, out. It's a, it says new kit offering from Foggy Mountain Models, a pre-production sale. So reserve yours now. Um, it is cider. Oh my gosh, Dad! Cider shipping. I'm trying to read the sign. The yes. sign's cool as hell. Top. Did you see it? I did. It's an all brick structure. It's a. It's like a. It looks like a warehouse, shipping warehouse, and um, it, it's got a really cool dock on the front of it. It's 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 a his laser cut brick in basswood, and I've seen his laser cut brick products. It's nice. Um, it's got a, um, a rooftop sky. Sky, what do they call that? Like a skylight? Um, skylight, yeah. In the roof. Um, it has a really cool billboard on the top with, um, you know, uh, it says Cider Shipping with a big giant script S and, uh, you know, script uh, style uh, lettering. It's really, really cool. I'm imagining that's laser cut as well. A uh, jib queen on the, one, on the one side dock of the building. It's just a it's a really well done building. It's a, it's modeled pretty cool. It's not it's 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 simplistic, but it's made to look really really nice. And it's named after Jason Sider. I'm I'm quite positive. Yeah. So um, uh, congratulations to Jason on having a having a kit named after you. He's a great modeler. And uh, you guys go to Foggy Mountain Models and check that out. I don't know what the price is or anything. I can't tell you that. But and, and it's not my place here to do that. But um, uh, actually, the prices are on the on the Just post on the, the Facebook page. Uh, okay, pre-production prices are seventy dollars in HO and eighty dollars in O scale. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with saying the price. I don't no. understand why. Okay, all right, but all right, 
Well, that's cool. It is an awesome yeah. looking uh, kit too. Yeah, I really like it. So that's that's what I saw that was new. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, we got the next kit of the month kit too from uh, from F uh, FRS oh, okay. Models. Yeah. So I'll have to drop cool. that off at your house. Hey, no problem. Whatever. But uh, but uh, that's great. Nice. Uh, I'll put it up on my pile of gets that I get to. I know. My desk is a cluttered cluster bomb. Is it, it bad? Is, um, I, I'm still doing like the. I still haven't done the the foliage and you know uh, and the you know some of the scenery stuff around the outside of my boxing gym on my diorama. I'm almost done with that. I'm, I'm done with the building. I'm done with the sidewalk and all the details on the sidewalk. Um, I just got to do like the grass and and uh, in the sidewalk or the grass around the sidewalk and in the backyard or the back of the building. The back side of the building has like a lot, and uh, in the lot I'm going to have some bushes and things like that. And I haven't got to that. That's sitting on my desk on my workbench. Also, I am working on that. Um. Seaport Model Works. Oh kit, yeah, and it's got this is the first time I've used done anything like this. He's got some brass. Uh, it's got a brass casting that um, wraps around, and it's a it's a laser cut. I guess it's laser cut. I don't know. It's, it, I guess it's laser cut. Uh, brass casting um, on the pilot house, uh, pilot and deck house that fits on the center, the big main house mm-hmm. of a tugboat. And it wraps, you have to bend it and wrap it around this resin cast base and then glue it with, um, you know, your, your, uh, your glue, yeah, your glue, <laughs> your, um, your CA glue, you know, yeah. your, your quick, your, your, right. And, um, and I, the first time I, I bent it and then glued it and then you got to clamp it. And when I went to clamp it, and I went and watched a movie with your mom last night. And I came back in after the movie was over to see how the glue dried. Mm-hmm. And I took the one clamp off, and I was like, "Oh, that's great!" And I took the next clamp off, and because it's metal and it had to bend, it went boing, and one side broke. <laughs> it's got a, oh no, it's got a flap in there. It's fine. Yeah, I got it now I, I re-glued it. And I checked it today when I got home from work, and and now it's uh, it's. It, it's well glued on there, and uh, it's it, it adhered, and it's nice and solid now. I'm not worried about that. But it was just one of those moments, you know. You're like, oh man, I can, maybe I can start working with this thing tonight a little bit for, before I go to bed. And nope, nope, boing, uh, re-glue me. And that's why I hate CA glue. I do not like like crazy glues and shit like that. Yeah. So. Um, but I mean, sometimes you have no choice because, you know, obviously wood glue isn't going to hold it and tacky glue isn't going to hold it, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, you have to use that type of glue or maybe an epoxy. Yeah. But I hate working with epoxy. You ever work with epoxy? Uh, not models? for models, but I've used epoxies for other stuff well, and they suck. Well, they're it, great, but I hate well, working with them. Yeah. Cause some of them you have to mix and I know, get me wrong. I have one here right now for me digging it out. And um, where the hell did I put it? It's a two-part epoxy. You it's it, they're making them now where you can push the back end and they, it mixes and you put the cap back on and you can reuse it. But you know that they, they still they still have their drawbacks. You mm-hmm. know, they, you know you've worked with them before, so you know yeah. what I'm talking about. And 
then they, I don't know, they say they glue right away and all that, but I don't know. Depends on the material you're working with, too. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not really big and sold on epoxy glue, and and I know a lot of modelers do. But then the other part is, because you're mixing two parts, a lot of times you don't have a lot of work time with it. So if you mix some and you put it on a, on like a little you know piece of cardboard or something and you're working yeah. with it and you're trying you can't get really super precise with it and work slowly with it and uh you got to be ready to pack it on you know and stick it together right and uh i just i, I don't work you know how i am i don't work that way right you know I work it works slow. good for me the speed <laughs> yeah. does you do, and like here, here's what I have, and I haven't tried this one yet. It's a new one. It's in, still in the container. I was trying to look for it as we were talking. Um, it is um, Loctite epoxy, mm-hmm. uh, instant mix, uh, general purpose, and it's supposed to. It says one minute time setup time one minute. Um, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so no. how long do you have to work? If I only got one minute to work with this shit. I'm going to get, you know me, I'm going to be frustrated. I'm going to be throwing stuff. Things are going to be flying in my workshop because I I don't, I'm going to get frustrated. So anyhow, but uh, yeah, so I had that on the workbench. I got these cool little, um, uh, they're they're called classic vending uh, cigar machines. And there's a cigar vending machine. They're made by uh, Model Tech Studios. You know, you, know, you Model Tech. Go to modeltechstudios.com. If you've never been there as a modeler, do yourself a favor. Go there and check it out. They got some really cool detail parts and things that are cast usually in resin. And um, they're, you know, they're, you know, or uh, maybe they're, maybe they're uh, 3D printed or whatever. Yeah. But the details on them are very, very, very good. Um, you'll find all kinds of cool things on there. That's where I actually found the storks that I still have yet to paint, um, to fit on. I know that Jason Jensen has some storks on his, um, his layout. He just recently posted some photos of, uh, his layout. And I'm pretty sure he got his from the same place. Uh, and they're cool. They turned out, his turned out really nice. I'm, I can't wait to paint mine up and start putting them on our waterfront area. But it's not just that. They have all kinds of stuff, um, just de- lots and lots and lots of detailed parts for uh, fine detail parts like that. Right. You know, uh, the jazz up the scenes uh, and some p- people and things like that. And like I said, it's not a plug for Model Tech Studios. I don't even know who the hell those people are. Uh, but I just know that um, I like going there and seeing some of the cool stuff. I've ordered stuff, stuff several times from them, and it's turned out pretty good. And, uh, like I said, these are cigar vending machines that are on my bench. So I got a lot of clutter. I got prizer people stuck on corks all over the place. And, um, I got a truck that I'm built that I just got done building from Sylvan models and that's done except for the bed. I haven't put that on. I need to weather it yet. So I got, I got like four projects working, four or five projects working all one shot. And, uh, as a result, my bench is a mess and this is where, you ever get to this point, Brett, where your your bench is a mess to the point where there's no space on it to actually work constructively? Yeah, and and that's where I'm at right now. When you come uh, back I, down I, and you're like, "What the hell? Yeah, Am I gonna? gonna this, I, right? I can't work around this." No. So you got what? 
you got to just clear it. Clean it up. You yeah. got to clear it up. You got to find – you got to start putting stuff away because right now I got I got some paint bottles for this and paint bottles for that sitting out. And I, I'm not – you know, I'm to the point now where I'm trying to remember which paint bottles are for which project. And I'm like, I, I, you know, I just got to put this stuff away, put it back where it belongs, clear the desk. I'm also in one of those moods where – I'm going to do the whole – I don't know why I keep saying the desk tonight on my top of my workbench. Workbench. I'm to the point where I'm going to take my top of my workbench and entirely from bottom to – just clear it and revamp everything down to the little containers. I have my paintbrushes in, everything, and I'm just going to go through things. And I got some drawers on my workbench that uh, under the under the workbench drawers that pull out. You know, they're like desk drawers, but it's not a desk. Anyhow – um, and I got stuff that I just jam in there and I, and I need to go through it. You kind of forget I mean, what's in there sometimes too. You do. And it's, and both my drawers are like that. And it's to the point now where I, I need, just need to get in and bang away at re reorganize it. And I, I did that with my shelves kind of like you did down there. Yeah. Uh, yours. And I redid it with the shelf. I have a big shelf behind me and I got a couple of shelves on each side of me and above me. And I reorganized all those shelves uh, to help me better. And, and it looks really nice, and it's it's a little easier to keep track of things. It shouldn't get as messy as we say that. It shouldn't get as messy as. But it does. But it does. And you know, and you're like, you know, two months later, going, I thought that was a good idea, but now, so now it's no, I'm I'm, I'm dedicated to it now. I'm gonna I'm okay. gonna be clean. I'm gonna. Good. I, I've. It's been what two weeks now. And I've been yeah, putting stuff. Good. I've been putting yeah. stuff back where it goes. I've been because I figure if it takes an extra thirty seconds to yeah. put everything back, it's going to save me an hour again some some other day from doing it. Right, and the frustration of having it sitting out over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So, but anyways, so right now it's a total mess, and, and and you know sometimes you just have to get in there and deal with it, and um, you know, and then once you do it, don't you feel just amazing? Oh yeah. You're like, oh, this is great. Everything looks Look brighter. At brand new. Look at my brand new workbench. I can't wait to go in there and work. Yeah. And then something happens and you have to leave and go do this or do that. Yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> I'm getting off topic. No, no, no. It's I great. Know what the topic is, you know. So. Uh, the topic. Oh, we were going to talk about um, ways to cut out distractions, like, or how to, what was that? What was your, what, how did you word that? Distractions? How did you word that? On what? current top the our current topic oh, our current topic is ways to clear out your desktop or your work top oh yes yes uh, your work surface just so you can have some clutter get the clutter off and get to work yes you know? so and, and it's huge it's huge to have to do that i got knickknacks on here don't belong on here oh yeah i, I have stuff capital, on i got a capitals uh washington capitals zamboni that's got to go and I got a it's, – it just sits on the back of my light here, but it keeps rolling off that light while I'm working. Yeah. And it's going to find a shelf or something somewhere. Uh, I also – some your mother got me an Oklahoma Sooner. Uh, it, bless her heart. It's a wooden train, and uh, it's, a, it's a little wooden train engine, and it's all painted Oklahoma Sooners, and – and it sits on that um, – behind the Zamboni, so it does the same damn thing. It's even bigger. And and I appreciate it. Those are my two favorite teams in all of sports, and and I get that. But you know what? This is not the sports desk, man. <laughs> you know, there, I have I some stuff down sports. here, though. I know, I know, we do. I got a sports desk. I got a sports room, and then I got my workbench. 
And I, you know, and, and right now there's no room on the workbench for sports things. So uh, they're going to have to find a new place. Uh, I'm, I don't know, maybe. But anyhow, what's up? What about you? So what I used to have is a, I used to have a combined workbench. Mm-hmm. And I had like my regular tools and my, for like working on the car, working on the house. Yeah. Also mixed up with my working like my model building stuff, right? Right. So I actually, and not everyone's going to have the luxury to be able to do this, but if you do try to do it, I built a second workbench just for my other tools and everything. Yeah. So the the way I was able to clear up some space on my workbench was to build another bench that's strictly just for like actual projects, not modeling stuff. Right. So I did that. Another way I was able to clutter, clear some clutter from my workbench, and I think you've done the same thing, is to go vertical. So getting shelving and getting things up vertically was the key. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, going vertical is a huge thing, you know, obviously. And, um, you know, there's tons of space as you go up the, up the side of the – yeah. Yeah, if you could just get shelving or – the wall. Where, yeah. Yeah. Uh, another good one is um, – and I want to get one of these. Is a uh, Michaels has them. Those little rolling carts that are like three tier carts. They're, oh they're metal. yeah, yeah. I thought about that. I want to get one of these because we have that stupid pink plastic one at the end, but it's cracked. It doesn't even roll yeah. very well. You know what I'm talking about. Uh huh. I want to get rid of that one and get one of those three tier art carts. They're metal. And they run those things with special all the time. Yeah, they were they were fifty percent off a, a month or so ago. But I I yeah. was getting other stuff and I forgot to get it. But. Right. What I would like to get is one of those so that when we're working, you could just, if you're working on an area, you could just wheel it down to where you're working, load it up, take it with you wherever you're walking around. I think that's a wonderful idea. I really do. And they're not, you know what else? They're not as big, they're not as, they're not as big as those ones you see in like a warehouse or, you know, the big plastic ones. Yeah, no, no. They're they're real small. They're probably only like maybe 16 inches wide by 20 inches or 24 inches long. Like they're not very big. But they're right. perfect for throwing, like, if you want to throw a cup of paintbrushes in it, and, like, if you're working with static grass and your applicator and all that, you can throw everything like that in there. Oh, I think it's a great idea. I think we need to do that down there. So it'd be like right. a mobile working storage. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Plus, what's awesome about it is oftentimes when we're working and we're running out of room now because we're actually starting to do scenery, but the, mm-hmm. the, the negative with what we used to do would be, you know, oh, I'm going to work on this section. I'm just going to put these bottles and these glues and stuff on the work on the top of the layout to the side. So now what you can do is get everything you need. So say you're down here last week, right? Yeah. And you're working on a section, you're working on your area over there. You get what you need and you stack it up on top of the layout where we're not, where there's an open area. I hate that. Well, I do it too. But, and then we put it away, right? Yeah. And then you can't remember what you used the last time. So right, if you can right. keep it on a cart, I'll know, like, oh, well, my dad's working on that stuff over there. He's got everything he needs. So if I need to right. do something, I'll get it out of there, but I'll put it back in. So when you come back down here, you yeah. can, you still have all the stuff you were working on from the first time down here. I think that's a great idea. And maybe I'll grab a cart, too, and then you can use your cart on one end because we're always on opposite ends of the, of the layout. And I'll get a cart, and I'll be on, on the other end, and I can have my stuff on the other end, and we can both – roll around where we need to go with our carts. Yeah, yeah. They're not that big. No. You know? But they're nice enough to hold the, the essential things that you need to do the job. Right. That's that's. I think that's a good idea. You know, we bought a um, 
I didn't, I thought it might be. Um, I thought I might have wasted my money at first when I got it, and I got that step stool, right? Oh yeah. And um, I've used it a bunch already. Yeah, and I there for a while we weren't using it at all. We just kind of sat there in the corner. It was a good one. It was a, you know I went to Lowe's and I bought a decent step stool uh, by Werner, and uh, people made the ladders. And it's a nice little step stool. It folds out, and you can stack it up on the wall, side of the wall. And then when you're ready to use it, pull it out, and you can. I can get up on it and lean out over my layout without without our layout without having to, you know, smash things or whatever. And it has the other advantage too, you know. Yeah, the kids. You know the other advantage. Yeah. Right, the grandkids can come down, and I can stand my have my granddaughter stand on it, and she can see stuff. That we're working on it, you know, because she's, you know, they, neither one of them can see up onto the layout without, you know, us lifting them in some way. Right. So, um, yeah, that's kind of cool. And last time we were down there, the oldest granddaughter, she uh, she actually stood on the on there and, and looked at it while I was working, which was kind of cool. So, or was that the younger one? That was the younger, was the younger one. one. Yeah. yeah. And, and she was fascinated with it. So that's, I think that's, I think that was cool. She yeah. was fascinated with it for exactly 12 seconds. Well, wow, that's a long time for her. Yeah, it is for her. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, these are some things that are cool to have around your layout. Maybe some other people can give us some ideas and hints out there as to um, uh, contraptions and <laughs> and um, things that will help them, that, that help working around the layout for, you know, to help ease your, you know, as you're working on the layout. I mean, I know we've seen, we mentioned a couple there just now. But um, you know, I know there's, I know there's lots of people that you know have different things that help them when they move around and work in different sections of the layout. So uh, you know, if you people out there know of some, uh, list them for us, and and uh, I'd like to look into them a, a little bit. You yeah, know? maybe we'll talk. So I think that's a good idea. I mean, we always talk about the layout, or we always talk about the building. Um, or the scenery, and we talk about our workbenches, which we did tonight. But we rarely talk about the things that help us or assist us in making our uh, our layout work to our advantage, and, right. or to make it efficient for us to work. You know, so uh, not little things. I'm talking about, well, you know, maybe little things, but but uh, things that are handy to keep close by, so we can keep working. Right. It's an idea. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So, um, I can't think of any other little, those, of those kind of things. Yeah. But, all right, let's move on. What do you got next? What do I got next? Yeah. Well, I got, uh. You're acting shocked, like we don't jump from topic to topic. Well, this week, I've been into music. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see what music I've been listening to since we back on to doing that again next week by the way since we're all here we got a special guest uh next week a model builder a good model builder actually a good really good model builder and uh it's called his name is craig brotman many of you maybe have seen him on facebook or met him and he, what's that or met him in person or met him in person sure we might have met him at one of the shows and we have met him several times and uh, he's a great guy. I look forward to having him on the show uh, next week. He'll be our guest, uh, Craig Brock. I'm excited. He does a lot of model dioramas and things like that mm-hmm. as well. And uh, he's he's very talented. So uh, I have a lot of questions for him. Anyhow, um, m- music that we're listening to this yes. week. Um, man, I'm into it tonight. Tonight I'm into it. I can tell. Not that I'm not always into it. I'm just saying I'm 
No, it's fine. Kind of into it. All right, what music are you listening to? Damn it. Oh, it's been Beastie Boys. Okay. But the but the not not like you know I've told everybody before I like the old you know to the five boroughs stuff you know, and that was like one of my favorites. But uh, this today I was kind of listening to uh, uh, ill communication and uh, um, check your head. Both of those two. That's been the kind of the two I've been really into this week. Yeah. And uh, now keep in mind I didn't get a lot of work done this week. I was away um, all weekend. I took your mom and we went to Washington D.C. Uh-huh. Oh, I want to talk about that. Went to Washington, D.C. Um, for uh, an anniversary weekend kind of thing. Yeah. Know? So, um, And that was a lot of fun. It was uh, thir- 35 years we've been married. So that was uh, pretty cool. And, um, well, it, it, we... We just thought, you know, something close by to home, and yeah, uh, we and and we'll take a bigger trip this summer. But um, uh, we went there for a few days. We spent like three or four days there, and it was um, it was it, it was great. We had we had awesome weather, and we got to see things that I had not seen since you were, you know, when you were little. We took you, but you know, your attention span wasn't really when you were younger. You know, in your early teens, I guess. Yeah, we were. You know, it wasn't there. You didn't. You you went. You saw it, and that was cool. But then you moved on. You know, and and uh, yeah. So you moved through the museums quickly, and and there's some things I got to see that you know I didn't really you know didn't get a chance to spend a lot of time at before, which was really kind of cool. Um, I was a little disappointed in one of the museums, but uh, you know, I won't get into that. Um, but what is neat is you go into these museums, and there's some really cool. And it, it's not just the Smithsonian particular. It's, I've seen it at our own state museum here in Harrisburg. I've seen it at other museums I've been to, uh, even in Gettysburg, um, and other cities I've been to uh, where they have museums. And I've been to them. I love that kind of stuff. You know, I'm a history freak. Yeah. And, but um, dioramas, um, they're all over the place at museums. Museums, you'll see some amazing dioramas. Um, well done. I mean, they're not all, they're not in like an HO scale, most of them or anything. Um, they're in bigger scale a little bit. And some of them are an actual almost full human size scale. But the dioramas are an amazing piece of work to see. And I am always a, attracted to seeing the dioramas in the museums. And in fact, the Smithsonian has one of, an, of a ship. Uh, the actual ship is there. Uh, in the museum, it's um, it was found in Lake Champlain, and it was uh, used in, in the Revolutionary War, and I guess it, it sunk there, and they lifted it out, and um, they put that. I'm trying to think of what the name of it is. Your mom would know. Remember, I can't even remember it. Uh, but they had a diorama of the actual ship, you know, in a smaller version, and it might have been O scale size, you know, or whatever. It was a or bigger than that, actually, uh, probably G scale. And, um, but I'm sure they didn't call it that. They, yeah. You know, it's, it's bigger, but it was a cool diorama and it was very, very well detailed and done the way it would have looked before it had sunk to the, into, uh, into that section of the lake. And it was 13 under 13 foot of water. So, um, uh, it was, uh, it was a shallow section of the lake. It was only under, it was only under by 13 feet, but they, mm-hmm. they extracted it and saved it. It's been there since they built that, uh, museum of natural history, uh, American history. Uh, it was built, they had to move the boat into the building before they yeah. actually built the museum. It was kind of cool, that story. But, um, the, uh, the actual, the actual 
model diorama of the boat was really cool. And, uh, it was, you know, so it was a war vessel and, um, uh, they had uh, a small war vessel with a couple cannons right. and such on it. But, um, then they had, um, you know, several dioramas, uh, uh, in, the, in the American, um, Native American section where, you know, they showed Indian dioramas and such where, um, some, di- some of the different tribes and how they lived and things like that. It was, it was really cool. I love that kind of stuff. And, for you guys that are, you know, that like to build and all of us do, um, and the dioramas, it was neat to see how they did it. You know, these are professionals. These are guys that work for the Smithsonian, so they're, they, they don't suck at this. And um, I got to see how they, you know, the tree placement, you know, how they would put up trees on a diorama yeah. and how they would group them. And uh, it was really neat. So next time you're in any type of museum, uh, make a make an effort when you walk through to look for things like that, dioramas and things, and, and check out how the pros do it because it was, it was impressive. Um, it, it can all relate and transfer to how we do things on our own. Um, anyways, Washington, D.C., Yes. Went down there, had a good time, and uh, but I have one complaint. What? And uh, I can't. I searched all over Google Maps and everywhere else down there on in DC. There is no train shops, no hobby train shops huh. in anywhere down in town that I could find, and uh, outside of the ones you see, and you know they're not going to have anything. That, it's going to pertain to us, you know, or it's going to have a lot of RC racing stuff in it and yeah. things like that, which is fine. That's great for those people. But there's really, in the entire Washington, D.C. city, in that entire metro area, nothing. For Not maybe one. They, 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 no. Huh. And, I, and Maybe people can't, maybe they don't have the space for it. If people, if somebody out there knows something in the D.C. area, and I'm sure some of you out there, um, let me know what it is, because next time I don't live far from here. I'm two hours from D.C., from where we stayed in D.C. We stayed three blocks from the White House, and um, it, you know, I can get there in two hours. But if it's a decent, if there's a decent hobby shop there, I want to know about it. So next time I go, I go check it out. You know, and uh, I was kind of disappointed. There was nothing down there whatsoever that way. Huh? And you wouldn't expect that with the uh, population and density of that city. Uh, that there's no, there's nothing to, you know, to would pertain to my railroading in that in our capacity. Yeah. So um, it might be that there's no space, or there's limited space for a lot of those people too. Well, that's true too, and I and I thought about that. You know, you know, they don't maybe they don't have the room. It's, it's very condensed down there and everything else. But you know, I don't. Know. So and a lot of people commute in and out of that city. So. But even outside of that, I mean, there's really if if there's stuff in the spring, um, in the outside uh, Silver Spring, Maryland area or Chantilly, Virginia area, and things like that, please, if there's something like that out there uh, in those regions, let me know too. That's also not I'm you know I frequently go through those areas uh, from time to time. So uh, and you know so I'd like to go check them out and know about them if, if at all possible. Yeah, so huh. that's it. Okay. You know? But, but uh, you know, so it was a whole weekend of not having anything model-related. Yeah. I couldn't, couldn't even go to a damn store and find anything in models. What a terrible thing. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It sucks. 
It does, you know, and you, and you go, you know, you're trying to make it as nice as possible for, you know, and it was, it was a great time. Yeah. But the whole time you're thinking, I can't wait till I get home so I can, you know, <laughs> so I can work on my, so I can work on my freaking workbench. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to work on my workbench, man. Isn't that horrible? No, don't get me wrong. I wasn't like that the whole time. And, you know, we had a great time. I saw Ford's Theater and. And uh, that was cool, too. There were some dioramas inside Ford's Theater. They have a museum in the basement, and they have a museum across the street in the, in the home where they took him uh, when he was shot, and uh, he passed away in that, in that house across the street. They have a little museum in there, and there were some diorama stuff in there as well. Uh, it was cool. Like I said, uh, that kind of stuff was cool, but... You know, then when you see those dioramas and you're itching and you're like, oh, oh look, I want to, I want to go build. <laughs> you know, but yeah, we had we had fun. Saw a comedy show and it was that was pretty decent. And nice in the in at night and yeah, yeah, we had fun. So anyhow, what about you? I haven't worked on as much. I got some of the um, uh, the what's that? The free kit I'm doing from I'm mean, not the free kit. The uh, kit of the month from. FOS skill yeah. models. Yeah, and the walls are great. Yeah, I have that done. We're not done. I have, I have it ready to assemble. Yeah. Um, I love how you do that. You're like me on that regard. You, you build your walls flat, and you do all your painting. Yeah, and sometimes detailing it depends on what I'm doing. Weathering on them. It depends well, you've on. You've been the, doing it lately. Yeah. And uh, and then then you assemble it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this one it's I made so it look, much easier. Yeah, it's easier. I weather. I do as much weathering as I can until I assemble too, but no. I do as much weathering as possible. I know you do uh, before I can assemble it. Uh see, I do too. Now I didn't used to. I used to put it all together and then weather it up. No, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean I'm not going to go over and touch it up with some weather. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, some of it you can't. I can't now, do until it's yeah. assembled. Right, and and a lot of it now though. I'm I'm doing it while they're flat. And even if like where they where I know they're gonna match up on the corners, yeah. I if I'm weathering a wall or putting some dirt on the wall on that one side along that corner, I want to make sure I put it at the same level going around the corner. And uh, so I kind of match the walls side by side as I'm doing my weathering. And and I know that maybe not make maybe that doesn't make sense. But anyhow, um, I like to try and keep it so if it is uniform and it does wrap around the corner, it's doing it at the right place so it doesn't look wonky when you put it all together right. but um yeah i mean i love doing that uh doing it flat getting all that done and then when it is time to assemble it boom boom, it's done You're, you got it together right i mean it may not it may not be done no, but most but of your work is most of your the most of the difficult work done or the artistic part of your work is done so yeah so i did that Sorry. and then um i, oh, yeah, I kind of hijacked that that's okay and then i um uh put the Durham's water putty on the uh section of the layout where the um the terminal's gonna go. Right. So I you saw it rough whenever I had all the foam down and just cut all the foam and I put a three part picture up on Facebook and on Instagram where it's like this three part progression mm-hmm. um of how that kit is coming or how that section of the layout is coming together scenery wise. I don't know if you saw that on there or not. I'm looking at it. I'm going to it right now. So I have the first picture, which is all chunky and like blocky foam, and it's hard to see. It, for Even for me, having the vision, it's hard to see back and looking at that and going, oh, yeah, that's what it, I knew it was going to I knew what it wanted to look like before I did it. You but, said it on Instagram? 
It's on Facebook and Instagram. It's three photos in a row. I don't see it on Instagram. No, I put it on there. All right. I believe it. I think. Yeah, it's on there. It's the first one. Oh, the phone. Yeah, I just, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, the first picture is the foam, uncut. Oh, I gotcha. It's like un, untrimmed right. everything. It's okay. roughed, it's roughed in. It's all just me when I was putting chunks in and just yeah, making it rough. That too. Yeah, the second one is not sanded or anything. It's just cut roughly and then I covered everything with the drywall mud. Right. And the third one is once the drywall mud was dry, I sanded everything down. I refined everything and then I went over it with the Durham's water putty. Okay. To give it a hard... Most of this is going to be concrete, so I just covered it all in, so in Durham's. So that darker color is Durham's water putty? Yeah. The brown? Yeah. It's all Durham's. Did you paint it brown? No, it's just the color of it. Oh. Okay. So, the... Oh, yeah, that does come out a little bit. Yeah, it's like a creamish side. color. Yeah, yeah. But, um... Uh. Yeah, when you do your stucco walls, it's it's brown <laughs> before you paint it. Sometimes not so bright. Yeah, but I didn't realize how goddamn hard that stuff dries. Oh, my gosh. Like, okay, so no, I did because I did the stucco. So I, I understood, right, like, right. okay, the stucco gets hard on the building, and it's hard. It's hard. But until yeah. you put down, like, a lot of it, yeah, it's it's like, that that is never going to, I mean, you're going to have to it take a hammer. It does does it? You can take a hammer to it if you got to break yeah. it. I mean, it's it's thick. And I didn't put much. I mean, it's not thick. It's 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 strong. I didn't put it. Right. I only put two layers on. Yeah. And I made sure the sec the second layer was just to kind of smooth over any little. And you don't need much. No, it's two thin layers. Yeah. But um, yeah. So that's what I did. But mainly because everything's going to be concrete, I just covered it all where it was going to be concrete. Even if I'm going to cover it with a little bit of dirt or some foundation walls and stuff, I just right. decided it was better to just put everything where. I, there could be concrete. Just put Durham's yeah. down. I think that's great. So it's going to be basically a concrete jungle, anyways, down that way. So I just, a lot of our layout is going to be concrete yeah. jungle. But so yeah. I, so that's what I did, and now I'm. And just, you could put you can put gr- uh, grass. Yeah, I, I just said that. Over. Even if even yeah. if there's sections where it's going to be a grassy area or a right. yard, right. I'm gonna I'm going to just cover that up anyway. So it, a sure. base a base of that is fine. Right. But so that's what I was doing there. Um, and now that that's dry, I'm ready to just, I let that dry overnight and then I did right. a second coat the other night. Actually, what was that? Last night I did a second coat, um, which wasn't really picture worthy cause it looks the same and I let it dry again, 24 hours till today. And now I'm ready to paint it, uh, like a concrete color and start working on that. Cool. So yeah, so I did that and, um, that's really all I got done work wise down here. Um, well, it looks it looks fabulous. I mean, you know, for for what you know, from the first picture get... to the third picture, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so. wow, our this is going to have some. This is going to have some uh, real depth uh, to the to the layers of the to the elevations. Um, I'm really liking the different styles of elevations. Some will be walls that go up, and some will be, you know, solid. Um, straight walls that go up. Some will be, you know, uh, roads that go up. Uh, some of it will be actual um, uh, rolling hills, that kind right. of thing. 
So it's really take, it's starting to take shape. There's a whole God. second side to this too it's that I have to do. Uh, there's a whole second side of this that I'm going to have to do with the roads coming up the left side of the terminal. So that's not even. Yeah. I have to do the same process on the other side, um, but I, that'll be that'll be round two, I guess. Right. So I can't do that cool. until I have the the fish the the what's it the fish market or whatever we bought the the yeah. the secondary kit that we got with that one. Yes. I have to. Or the add-on kit. I have to finish that one before I can do the other farmer's road. Market. Yeah, the farmer's market. Before I can have that road coming up there, I gotta finish that whole building. Yeah. But wow. So I can't wait to. Uh, can't wait to see what you do with that. Yeah, which, it's gonna be cool. But anyways, you know, it's starting to look like a cityscape now, at least in those sections. Yeah. Hey, you're welcome to. By the way, if you if you want, you're welcome to sand those hills. I did. Yeah, but, uh, I'm work. I'll get there. But uh, if not, I'll get them when I get down there. But damn, yeah. So yeah, that's that's super cool. So so I got there. Right. But um, do you want to? What do you want to do next? You want to talk about uh, uh, that topic that was in our patrons group? I I do. Let's do that. Okay. From uh, go. You go ahead and throw it out. All right. Let me go over to it. Had it up here. Uh, All right, this one was originally from Jake Johnson, and we I I apologize I didn't post the uh, question for the week the the call for topics, but this one's a good one, and there was a lot of people that normally reply to my question call, I mean my topic request in this, so we're just going to use that one for the week's uh, topic. For the record, for the record, whoa, for the record, I don't have two different kinds of slippers on. Ah, good, good. There was a big debate in the group about that. I know. So, In fact, I had no slippers on today. It was mentioned I just multiple have times. Big hairy feet, huh? It was mul- it was mentioned multiple times. I know, I know, man. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, yeah. I'm glad you cleared that Let's up. Get on to Jake Johnson's. Uh, All right, Jake was asking, "What is a talent or skill or technique you would most like to understand and learn? Uh, maybe it's building turnouts, peeling paint, installing DCC." Creating good color choices for your models, scratch building, trees, yada, yada. Pretty much everything we've talked about. But mm. um, any skills or techniques that you would like to know. And I'm going to go through the, the patron ones real quick, and then we'll yeah. do our own later. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, the first one's a funny one from Scott Horgan. How to get out of trouble every time kits come in the mail when I come back from the hobby shop. Well, that's a tough one, Scott. And I think we all suffer from that. Uh the, the the eye rolls or the questions whenever we get new packages in the mail. Uh-huh. Um, but when, whenever anyone finds the answer to that, uh, let us know. Cause we'll, 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 I'm not allowed to say a word when a dress or shoes or something Well, that's why like I that. said whenever the answer comes in, the age-old answer for us, whenever yeah. someone figures it out, let us know because then you'll crack right. the code. Right. Yes, please. Help me. Um, so. Yeah. All right. The One next serious thing. What? One to something serious. Yeah. Uh, Scott Perry is interested in doing 3D software skills for printing parts. Well, um, we don't know much about that, but I know our listen, our guest and patron Dave Yale um, yeah. knows quite a bit. So maybe Dave can chime in either on our public group or on our public page or our Facebook group, which he's a part of, uh, for mm-hmm. Scott's answer. Um, 
right. Uh, or you know, we you can go back. Well, to, and you have to look it up. But the other thing, the other thing is, there's if you know how to do the CAD programs and everything, there's a lot of resources out there now for people who can print for you, or you can go to a, some public libraries. I know our public library down in um, near us is getting a yeah. 3D printer, like cool. a as like a hands-on lab they're going to build. Right. So. Right. Could do that, and I think the university, uh, the public, the state school, the state university down down in our area, Shippensburg, they right. were they were going to do like a public thing. I heard so, um, like a like a public tech lab or something, you know, right. where you have to rent time. But cool. Um, I'm going to save this last one for um, the end. Okay. But next is. Um, improving choices of colors on my models. And this is from Ken uh, A. Yeah. So he's saying he likes bright paints. And we do too. I think you can't go wrong with whites, any shade of white. And that sounds funny because there's yeah. like, if you ever go to the craft store, Dad, you've seen there's like a billion shades of white. And, yep. uh, and you can't go wrong with that. Whites and light grays, like, I don't think you can go wrong with. No. But it is fun to add. I notice um, Jason has been obsessed with that, blue. You said that was K, Ken A that yeah. came up with that one? You know, he, he really knows how to – whether he, he realized that, it or not. I've seen his work. Didn't he do that barn um, with blue? The, the, the tobacco barn? I think so. I think he did that one. He's. I've seen his work, and uh, he, he can kid us all he wants, but – <laughs> I think his selection of colors is pretty good, but um, you know he's. Uh, I think he does a good job on selecting colors. But uh, you know everybody looks at their own work in different ways. But uh, yeah, what someone I, likes, I, I I like it. What he I like the all the colors I he like, chose for his work. I also like his uh, his ability to self critique that he just oh, yeah. did. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we're it's a it's a good example of self critiquing where we both think Ken's selection of colors is great. Yeah. But um maybe he's looking to improve. So something and, and, you know, they always he, he said he likes using bright stuff and uh you know, it's cool. It's okay to use bright colors. I mean, I hear that from people in the past. Oh, don't use bright colors. It's too bright. It makes it just stands out too much. Well, so what? Have something pop now and then. You, you know, I I built a, I built this boxing diorama, okay, and I got a guy on the street corner. I talked about him last week. Where I built that tiny little uh, hot dog vending cart. Yeah, it's bright red, okay. It's got a red umbrella. I use flat reds, and it it it's it's bright, but it's not shiny bright. Right. Okay. It's a flat bright, and it's got a little bit. I didn't really weather it too much. I just kind of dusted some light. Uh, like a, a medium gray um, over top of it with the the powders, and I do very sparingly, just to give it a little depth on the where the umbrella staves are underneath the uh, they call them staves right underneath uh, uh, the umbrella, um, and it kind of brings them out a little bit. Outside of that, I didn't really do a lot of over weathering on it because who wants to buy a hot dog from the dirty hot dog cart, right? <laughs> the crusty hot dog yeah. cart. So, Right, exactly. And you tell me back then that they didn't have reds and blues and things like that. When, when, oh, and that guy's going to be the world of advertising. And that guy's going to be a he's technically a little small business owner, so he's going to want to take a little pride in his hot dog stand. Yeah, you know, right, man? Exactly. 
So, uh, you know, it's bright and shiny, and it's got it's got blues and reds and yellows on it, and it's, it stands out. But it doesn't gaudy. It's not gaudy when it stands out. It doesn't. It doesn't. You don't look at it and go, "Oh, that's ugly as hell." No, it it because it 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 pops on there because around it, I surrounded it with duller colors, but they're not overly dull, right? Um, and then signage on the walls behind it, and so you get that depth behind it. You don't only have the the colored cart, but you behind it you have a semi-colorful wall mural for an advertisement for a boxing match, and and I use that as a backdrop, and it, it's 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 got you know it's 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 faded and old, but it it just it works. I mean, you build it around and build this build some of them. Some of your colors are uh, bright, and some of the colors, um, or not necessarily bright, but bold. Yeah. Okay, a little more bold, and then put some put some dollar colors around it too, and 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 give it a good mix. Because look, just because you they lived in what the models that I do, they lived in the 30s and 40s. Didn't mean they didn't okay. have red paint. Then they, yeah, they had red paint. They had blue paint. They had things that popped, and it was it was a the heyday. Of signs and advertising, and, um, and a lot of us model this kind of stuff. Regardless, uh, you know what? Sixties, seventies, whatever. You know what? But I don't boards and things like that are colorful, and so uh, that- you know what I don't see enough of. And this goes into a little bit of a side thing. Uh, what? Little sandwich boards out in front of the buildings that we have. I did put a sandwich. I know, board but, out there but with that but guy in the car. I know, but I'm saying more of that. Oh yeah. I was looking at the photo you have up there, and I'm like, man, we don't see enough of that kind of stuff. Right and bright and make them bright. Make it use whites. Make the sandwich boards white because they would have painted things white, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know when you want to draw the attention to things, it doesn't have to have to be a bold color like like red or blue or green or something like that. Okay, or yellow. Um, it can be white. White is a big attention getter. Right, and it's a it's a it's a natural color, and um, you're adding to that. I mean, it's don't necessarily make all your sidewalks. Um, just because you're making them gray or light brown, I don't usually use a gray sidewalk. Only a couple I have. Most of my sidewalks are like that con, like like sidewalk color. Dude. Now, when have you ever walked down the road and walked on an actual gray sidewalk? Never. No. They're Never. kind of brownish. I, walked, I just walked eight. I'm not lying either. Ninety thousand steps. In Washington D.C. is what I had over the course of those days. That's a lot of steps, and we walked everywhere. I walked every sidewalk everywhere. I never walked on a gray sidewalk. It was like a beige, light brown color, a concrete color. Right. You know. Now, have I walked on gray concrete before? Yes. You know, inside a warehouse. Okay. It's You're brand new. Work type. Yeah, brand new concrete or you know uh, polished concrete. A lot of times that's gray, um, that kind of gray. Yes, but they not they're not making sidewalks out of that shit. Okay, that's the expensive ass concrete. Right and uh, right and um, you know the the sidewalk concrete is not gray. So uh, I never paint it really gray. Um, I paint it uh, the brownish color, but. Um, Anyhow, regardless, don't overweather that stuff. Keep it. You can weather overweather some of it, 
But, you know, do some, it's a, a, you know, if you're doing a street, okay, do like one side of the, one, one section of the street can be older concrete and, and weathered well and, and broken up in places and then other has brand new concrete. And that's the kind of contrast you want to get. And, uh, you know, use that brighter shade of, of beige, you know, that, that draws their attention. You know, weather, weather it lightly with the, along the cracks and things to give it a natural look, but, but don't overweather it. That's another way you can, you know, add brightness to your, to your layout. It doesn't have to be the brightness of the color, but it can be brightness of the tones that you paint. Right. So not bad. I'm, I'm rambling again. But no, it's ahead. all right. Yeah. All right. Um, the next one is from Matt Hankins. Patience. He would like to learn patience. <laughs> um, not from us. Uh, well, I, I think the patience comes with just like slowing down. We've talked about that before. Don't try and blow through a kit or blow through a thing or whether you're laying track, I'm sure, or, or doing a building or painting people. You got to just slow down. Yeah, I, I think that's it. I, I've seen I think I've seen Matt's work. I don't see that he has a a lot of. Uh, I don't. I think, think he's got him. plenty of patience. I don't see him, yeah, I don't see him <laughs> as an impatient person. No, uh, I don't see that as an issue for him. But I mean, we all find ourselves. Do, we all have our own we, things that we, we wish are, to improve upon, though, as we're working. Right, so, right. I think that's. I think patience is key. Yeah. yeah. To to for me, it's key. I have to. I have to take my time with stuff. Yeah, and, uh, I don't. Yeah, but well, you have been lately. I have been. I, I have been. Yeah, I've slowed yep. down quite a bit. Have. I think I just said a word. It's not really a word. Slown down. Slown down. I slown. Is that S L O A N? S L O W N. Last name. It's S L O W N. Okay. I've slown down. Is that a word? I think we're making up words on this week's episode. If you make it slowing, you know, shortened it. It's slown. S L O W N apostrophe. I've slowed down. I've slowed down. I've heard it before. I've heard people say it. I don't think it's real. That might be like a our area kind of thing. S L O W N. Down. It's gonna be in the Urban Dictionary. You knew that. I'm, I'm just googling it. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a uh, word. <laughs> of course not. Um, we do that. Anyways, well, you know, you got to check. You never know. Sure. Could have been Latin. Who knows? Anyways, <laughs> uh, last one before I get into the bigger one here is from Silverado Northern. He wants to know how do you get better at layering colors for weathering? Oh. So that's something I think just comes with practice. Right. Um, but and I'll let you expand upon this after I give my little spiel. Sure. Uh, practice makes perfect, kind of. It's a corny little saying, but practice it makes perfect with that. And start on a piece of scrap wood, mm-hmm. you know, and learn how to do layering as far as like a base coat and then um, some sponged on effects and um, a couple layers of sponge, sponging yeah. different tones on, and then. Just practice on some scrap wood. Right. Hey, you know, here's a, here's an idea. I mean, just... Oh, you done? Yeah. Oh. Well, um, layering colors. Um, I did a little bit of that last the other week on that live that I did on Facebook Live where I was doing the deck of the boat, mm-hmm. of the tugboat. Um, I did that to... I used how many, like six or seven different 
colors of brown right on there and um and blended them and it made it look like real wood tone however i think the key is look at a photograph okay look at a photograph of whatever let's say it's a, a let's say it's an old blue storefront okay we'll use the color blue because it's a tough color yeah and you look in it the blue storefront with it's old Okay, and it's been painted blue, and it might have had some, like, you know, even shades of undertone shades of previous colors, whites or yellows or something, who knows? And, or even that blue tone, the way light hits it at different places, offers different shades of those blues when you're looking at it. Right. Okay. Um, so look at the tones in a photograph and see if you can't try and, you know, emulate that into your into a piece of scrap wood start like brett said start with a piece of scrap wood and then work with those blues using the different shades of blue and a very very one of the key things i find with doing detail work with colors is having the right brushes oh yeah okay um i am big when i go to the store i am big on and i know a lot of people don't and you're one of them people as well that um I know a lot of people that don't necessarily um, use expensive brushes. Yeah, they, okay. they they don't like buy expensive brushes. So, but I like to go to a place like Michaels or uh, Hobby Lobby, and I'll look for the finest brushes I can get. Mm-hmm. The uh, ten slash O liners. I'm big on liners. Okay, the very 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 thin liners. Not necessarily the smallest liner, but thin. You don't want it too long. If you have it too long, the liner brush, because it's, it, you can get them in different lengths. Yeah. If you get one that's a little bit too long, it's almost unwieldy to work with. And what happens is, is it tends to bend a little bit, um, and you can't get, you know, you can't get the pressure on the on the tips of the of the bristles. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't lay right. The paint doesn't lay off it right. Not for what we do. Um, but I get like um, a, a liner brush that maybe, you know, I don't know, quarter to half, a quarter to maybe, uh, you know, um, three eighths, something like that, and um, in length, uh, a liner brush, not not real big, but very very super thin. Yeah, and I use that for you know doing different shadings in in amongst i put the base coat of blue down and i would use some different shadings that are close to that type of blue and then you would use maybe a darker blue in there and you you know and just keep washing that brush out and adding to in little spots until you get those layers <laughs> that you want and and also um that's that's one way to do it i did it on that on that um live bill we did where I used a fan brush and don't go out and buy the biggest freaking fan brush you have with a big wide fan because no. it doesn't because they don't work everywhere. You need to buy some smaller fans on fan brushes. Right. And what you do is you just dab the tips of those. You dab the tips into the top of the paint. Just get the tips of the fan brush, uh, wet with the paint. Um, and sli- lightly with a feather touch, drag them down along mm-hmm. along your grains and you'll get streaks in your you know and if it, and if it goes a little too strong yeah, just take the original color that was underneath it 
and and go over it a little bit and kind of remove some of that. Um, it's all you can always go back to the previous colors as you layer. Never forget that. Right. Um, I I've done it myself many times. Okay, okay. Well, wow. I kind of went a little overboard with that one. So let's go back to the previous color and go over it again, and uh, you know, kind of you know, blend them a little bit. Um, you know, and work with those colors until you get natural tones. And do a light touch. Buy the small brushes. Uh, I said the liners. They also make a spotter. Anything mm-hmm. with zero twenty on or twenty slash zero. Or ten slash zero, um, the small fine brushes. The smaller fine brushes are what you want to get, right? Um, and 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 I know you don't. You can buy those packets of brushes, and I have those too. I love them. I use them for all kinds of stuff. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty details, it's important to have decent brushes to do the f- super fine in tight details. Um, you know, don't be afraid to spend a couple of hours and then take care of those brushes. Um, but that's all, all part of layering. I mean, knowing by looking at the shades on on the on the photographs, and you'll see, and you'll naturally start being able to pick up and without doing photographs, you'll be able to. You know, the more you practice, you're gonna say, "Oh, I can you know, layer that out, and this will look good this way." Or yeah, oh, maybe I kind of rambled there again. I'm again, sorry. you did. That's all right. But. Um, layering layering's a big thing. I love layering. It is. It is. Yeah. All right. We got our last bit to this, and it is something that was requested from a few people within that thread, um, yeah. and it is originally from Dave Cruzwick and Dave's workbench. It'll be sign making. Sign making. So um, well, we've covered it briefly before. Um, I would like to do a whole show on sign making. Yeah. At so, some point. And I know I've, I've, I've told... Um, Jim, who's in there about uh, how to do their own signs. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do a video eventually here. Um, I won't go into too much detail because I want to be the first one to do it. But I'm going to do a right. video. Jim knows what video I'm talking about. I'm going to show a video. I, I'll just talk about it because then if it's out there and then someone right. does it, they know. But um, I'm going to do a video on a screen capture of my own. I'm going to record my own screen um, of me making my own signs and show you how to do it without having to have Photoshop or a photo editing program or like a, ve- a vector program like Illustrator or something. I'm going to show you how to do it with just any kind of tool you have on your computer or available online for free. Oh, cool. So I'll do a screen share of my of my of my sign making and show you how you can make some cool custom signs for your yeah, walls. Yeah, you made some for me. Are awesome. Yeah, and I use Photoshop, so I'm not going to be using Photoshop for that. I'm going to do right. it. I'm going to do it without using a program. That way, if someone doesn't want to drop a whole bunch of money on a program, they can do it for pretty much for free. Yeah, I would so. love to have. Uh, I'd like to do a sign exclusive sign making show and i'd like to pick some of the people that i know that love signs to be as our guests yeah and maybe i'll work on that um those of you who are listening out there maybe i'm thinking uh on signs um maybe we don't we work with um dave Cruzwick. maybe we work with uh, jake johnson we get them on together yeah and uh we have a show uh maybe uh we'll talk to jason as well and get a big group on, and we can talk about uh, sign making and our different techniques as together as one. We're going to get into a – I think we'll do a sign making special. Maybe it will be one or two weeks long. 
There we go. And we'll and work on that because uh, they're, they're a key part of making our uh, buildings come to life. And we, you know, we, we often, we all do it, but we don't think as to why and how they pop and why they, why they work so well. Right. But, um, I think that would be a really cool if we could do that. I know those guys in particular are really big into their signage. Um, so that's something uh, we can do in a future episode. Maybe Hell upcoming yeah. soon after after this episode with Craig. Maybe we'll get him on there. I'll talk. I'll see if I can contact him. We'll see who we can get as guests, and yeah. we'll do a show together as a group. That works. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. let's do real quick. Uh, uh, I can do a real quick explanation of how I can do a sign, um, and I'll do a video again, like I said. But yeah. uh, so. What you can do is obviously you got to measure the area that you're going to put it on if you're going to make right. a custom sign. And you can go into a program like Word or Google Docs or even um, Excel. You can do it in Excel. Uh, and I'll show you the different ways. But you can go on like fontsquirrel.com or a couple other places. Find some free – some of them are free for commercial use. Some of them are free for personal use only so you can't resell obviously. If you're making them, you can't right. resell them. But not, nobody's doing that but, here. No, but um, I use thefont.com. You ever go there? Yeah, I don't like that one. Oh, I like okay. Font Squirrel, okay. just because it's funnier to say too. It's Font Squirrel, but um, yeah. So I'll show you a couple of ways to do it, and you can just change like the background of a text box to say you know a black background with white lettering. You, you see right. hand painted signs on w- walls and stuff that are white text on black. Um, a lot, yeah. A lot of them. And I'll show you how to do like some some small signs, like little no entry, those kinds of signs, um, little, you know, what do you call them, like directional or personnel signs, all the way yeah. up to larger wall site, wall and full-scale building signs. Like uh, we can do that. And um, what's another cool way we can make some signs? Let me think. Oh, we talked about this before. Going to the scrapbooking section at Michael's. Yeah. And finding those laser cut or stamped out letters. Mm-hmm. And you can use those for your rooftop signs yeah. uh, or wall, like um, 3D letter signs that go on the sides of buildings or on on large awnings, you know? Right, right. I, in fact, I did that with Colombo breads. Those were wood. Yes. Those were laser cut wood letters that I used. I got bags of them here. I've never done it yet. Yeah, um, they I turn out great. Try it. There's all my, there's all my pile of stuff. <laughs> so that's kind of how I do some of mine. Um, but like I said, I'm going to do a video on on how to make it too from uh, yeah. just for free. And we've both done amazing stuff with signs. So, I mean, I think, you know, we'll have a good time with that. Uh, yeah. With uh, doing a sign program. It'll be kind of neat. Sign special. Sign special. We'll make it like sign month. <laughs> but, uh, Works yeah, for me. I like the idea. Because everybody likes to learn and work with that. So. Yeah. We'll do a two-episode special on signs. I think that'll be cool. But, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, oh, I didn't talk about my music. We skipped that. Yeah, let's do your music. So, this is weird. I've been listening to a channel on YouTube uh, while I've been working called um, Muted Jazz. Did I tell you about this? No. Yeah, for like a week or so now, I've been listening to this Muted Jazz, and it's like, it's like club old club music like Frank Sinatra or some old swing music um yeah. but no lyrics huh i've been used i started i started listening to it at work cuz it was like helping me focus better than like listening to this, like some rap and i'm trying yeah. to listen to the lyrics and type and 
you know, write up copy at the same time that I'm trying to listen to this rap song. And it was just hard to write. It was hard to write what I needed to write listening to the lyrics. Yeah. So I, I looked up just music without lyrics and I found this channel on YouTube music that was uh, a whole, just thousands of jazz songs that were all without lyrics. And it was good. It's yeah. the same style of jazz that we and, and and like martini kind of swing club music that we like to listen to from the forties ish, but yeah. without lyrics. So oh cool, that's well, all. That's awesome. I have to check into that. I just got into it just because it was like oh I don't have to think about what they're saying. I can just kind of like Is zone that a out. Website or I mean it's a, on YouTube Music. It's YouTube Music, okay. Yeah, but um, and, okay. Yeah, they got a whole section of like lyricless music, which sounds weird. Yeah, I, I didn't think I was like oh, I'll give it a shot. I didn't know how it would be, and then I was like listening to it, going, "Hey, I can actually, I'm actually getting into this. Like, I'm digging." Yeah, it. it's kind. Of, it would be kind of nice sometimes. Sometimes hearing people's voices. It's just I'm like working. background music. It's like it's background. Like, shut, the, shut the hell up. It, yeah, but the the lyricless stuff is nice because it's just background noise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I don't have to hear voices. You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. There you go. Sometimes That's, you don't want to hear people. Right. Yeah. Just like shut up. Get out of here. Yeah. Exactly. But uh. Yeah, that's what I got. That was my music for like the week now. Cool. But also, I was listening, like I told you earlier, to the Spit and Chicklets podcast with Tony Twist. And man, that guy. Oh my guy's God. Got some, that is so funny. That guy's so funny. But that is a uh, funny, funny episode. If any of us, if any of you guys are listening, I know a few of you guys that are listening that are hockey fans and you haven't listened to Spit and Chicklets. Gotta listen to and that. It, well, not even that. Just go to the episode from, I think it was like five or six episodes ago. Um, from with featuring Tony Twist, so if yeah. you're if you're a hockey fan uh, and you were a hockey fan like through the mid to late nineties or and like ninety nine eighties and nineties yeah. ninety nine two thousands when he retired, but yeah, but he played a long time. If you ever remember Tony Twist, and I remember him as a kid, yeah. he was just like, you got to listen to that episode. It's too funny. He was a badass. The player. funniest part about that dad was he was like, they that part of the the story he was telling about training camp when he. The newer kids were wearing the the composite and uh, steel uh, yeah. blades, and he had those old 100% steel hockey skates. Yeah, he's like, and 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 Paul Bissonette's like, how much did those things weigh, Tony? And he's like, I don't even know. I wasn't even. I knew I wasn't even on the team to skate fast. It didn't even matter. He's like, my job wasn't to skate. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, he's a he, he's a funny dude. Man. Anyways, I just had to, I had to tell you i was listening to that because that was uh you told me to listen to that episode like a week or two ago and i finally got around to it at work but uh yeah but yeah anyways that's all cool. i've got for the night that's um, it man that's a that's a good show yeah i'll that's throw some show. i did throw the pictures up on our facebook page but on this week's episode on our website i will throw the pictures up of the landscape around the terminal that i'm going to be putting up in case you're not on facebook to go see that uh you guys can right. see the progress from foam to drywall to um, the Durham's water putty progression. Right. Just so you guys can see how it's progressing. If you're not already on our Facebook, but yeah. right. and, and and you know, just for the record, I want everybody to know. Um, I you know, I I plan on putting up more and more photos here and doing some uh, showing more of my work. Uh, lately, I haven't this last uh last two months basically. Um, I've kind of cut back on a little of that and um. Uh, I just recently started um, – I'm still at my job, and I, I've started a new position at my job, and it's been a little taxing 
so I haven't, you know, I've been doing my own pace kind of thing. And I'm getting back into it a little bit now as I'm starting to learn yeah. and adjust my job. And uh, so if, if everybody's saying, hey, what the hell is with Todd? He's been kind of quiet. I had a couple of people contacted me privately and said, hey, what's, what's up? Um, where you been? How is everything okay? Everything's fine. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I, I it's just been a lot of uh, learning and training mm-hmm. and uh, I'm through that and now it's uh you know um I'm going to uh uh I'm, I'm going to start digging in here a little more so which is good and, and get more involved like I, I was but the last two months have been uh, it's been tough to do so. yeah so anyhow that's that's it on that and all right and, uh, so I didn't know. I, I, I only brought the reason I brought it up because I got a couple calls this last two weeks of it, and I wanted to uh, for calls from people. Oh. And I wanted to make sure that it was, um, that, that, you know, if there's anybody else out there who's wondering, you know, if I'm, if I'm doing okay, if I'm healthy and things like yeah. that. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm good. So, okay. Yeah. So, okay. All right. But, uh, okay, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. All right, let's call this one a night. Thanks for yeah. listening, guys, and we will talk to you next week. Peace.